I couldn't hold the microphone yeah, comfortably. You're like, it sounds bad, but it doesn't. We haven't released one where you're holding the microphone. But you've listened back. I haven't. We have six in the bank right now that I haven't listened to yet. So it could be unlistenable and we'll put out garbage for your listeners. No, it sounds great. You don't know that. You haven't heard an episode where you're holding it like that. I can already tell it sounds great. And it's a small price to pay to be comfortable versus like sitting up like doing ASMR, NPR, upright reporting. I'm reclining. I hurt myself doing yoga yesterday. Oh no. I didn't hurt myself till I woke up. I was like, uh-uh. Cause like you're doing this like prenatal yoga and it's like, and just be mindful with your baby. I'm, I'm trying to burn calories and not be a lard. I don't need to be mindful. Up, like pump it up. What happened to cardio? I like it's it's just everything's a big gaslighting like it's just as long as you feel good until I go to put on clothes and you tell me I'm too fat yeah no matter how small I am everything's just gaslighting and misinformation just buy our app to help you get centered no time to burn some calories and lengthen some muscle and fucking blow it out blow it out I'll never do it when I got pregnant I was like I'm gonna get really fit because I mean, you see those women that do like CrossFit and they're just like lobsters, just like hard shells, Ugh. segments. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great time to work on the rest of my body. It's like, or it's a great time to eat an apple and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. You can work on that when the baby's here. You know, nothing's actually good for you. Like any, everything's only bad for you. And there are only things that are like slightly okay. Like I was like, okay. If I want to eat less, what can I drink to like take my mind off it? It's like, okay, you could have lemon water. No, because the lemon corrodes your enamel. Okay, I'll have club soda. Okay, you have to infuse it yourself. Otherwise, there's a lot of sodium. Like I'll have vegan food. Well, there's a lot of sugar. Like there's almost nothing you can consume where it's not going to make you feel gross. Everything's, I think everything's actually just bad for you. Unless you're just eating like nuts and like some sort of, like bok choy and that's it. But even nuts, like a cashew is a is a fatty nut. Yeah, I mean, you don't see a lot of fat animals that like Squirrels. just live in the wild. Yeah, but that's because they're overfed from humans. Oh. So they're eating like frozen yogurt. <laughs> then, But then when you see one of those squirrels, it's like real stringy. You're like, oh no, is he okay? What happened? That's a normal looking squirrel. Probably. A relative of mine reposted like one of those like dumb talking head videos. and this And this guy was like, you know, there's plenty of bad things out there, but we don't mandate that any of those be taken away. Look, McDonald's. And I'm like, yeah, because McDonald's is a choice to eat and you sneezing on me and killing me takes away my choice. Well, that's exactly when people talk about like the pregnancy, like, oh, you're pro-choice for that, but not. it's like, oh, God, you can't, pregnancy isn't contagious. Exactly. And especially when it comes to the vaccine, like we're talking about choices, which it doesn't surprise me that anti-vaxxers also don't understand the concept of choice unless it comes to them. I bet there's a huge overlap with anti-vaxxers and like fierce pro-lifers. Yeah. And so like this relative just keeps posting these like talking head, like podcaster wannabes. Ugh. And this one guy's like, I had, and he called it like myocardia or something. I'm like, you had a heart attack. He's like, and there's, there's no research on people who've had that with the vaccine. I'm like, yes, there are people that have heart attacks that had nothing to do with it, but that's a blockage. And you could have made healthier choices in life to perhaps mitigate something like that or- uh, avoid it completely. Nobody forced that food down your throat. And the guy has just like a big swollen head as he's talking. Yeah. What about that research? I'm like, oh, you do this much research when it comes to like your lard burgers? I just like how everyone's a genius all of a sudden. You know, everybody has so much intel, like do your own research. No, do I didn't go own- to school to learn how to correctly do research. I'd rather trust people. Actually, that- we did. <laughs> just I'm, cite your sources. I mean, but That's not the other thing, to the cite extent. your sources. Well, do, just do your own. Or they're like, well, it's being censored. I can't find it anymore. It's being hidden because it's, and it's like, okay. That was the thing he said. He, yeah. It's being, oh, you got that from that one video. No, it's from, it's like that, uh, my friend who's a conspiracy theorist has been using that language for like five years, like about Trump. It's like, oh, it's being hidden. All the good things he's doing is being, they're being hidden. Uh, It depends on what news source you watch. Because 
they're not being high, like there is an agenda, but mm-hmm. they're not being hidden. It's just not highlighted. Right. And that's for any set of data that you look at. Yeah. So I guess the answer is better public schools will make smarter people. Let's pay teachers more after we arm them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's what they meant. A well-armed militia of teachers. I would trust a teacher to protect me. Oh, no, this podcast is too political and I live underground. I know people are getting mad, but it's like, I don't know. We can't, this is like, we're not going berserk on anything else. I feel like this is something where it's like, there is just. I'm just shocked how dumb people are. And also I like to think that I have the ears of young people on this podcast. So Mm. whatever, if all these people can espouse their dumb opinions from their shitty bunkers where their podcasts are, why can't I say something? Do young people listen to podcasts? Like young, young. I have no idea what they do. I think they just like OA, just like sign stuff to each other. <laughs> How and- crazy was that? There was a whole TV show and at the end, everybody just did a dance together and it was like, whoa. I don't know. I don't know. And the whole thing was, it was a dance just to distract. It wasn't even like the dance wasn't magic. It just was like so weird that they were dancing that like a shooter was like, oh, why are those guys dancing? I really respect the creator of that show. And I also really respect anybody who tries to make something outside of the box. I went to, a couple weeks ago, I went to Prince's, like Paisley Park in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Prince's House Museum. And I remember when he changed his name to a symbol and everybody made fun of it. And it's like, here's this guy who like ahead of the curve, I mean, I guess after David Bowie, but still like was androgynous in the way he dressed, a musical genius, like very much did his own thing in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, and who cares what height he was? I don't know why people always bring that up. Like here's this guy. Well, no, because somebody on our tour was like, oh, he was a little guy, huh? It's like the guy, the guy changed music. Who fucking cares? It's always shit on and challenged in the moment. You look back, you're like, what an icon. That's what artists do. They try to do something different. And people just endlessly are like, but it's not a rerun of How I Met Your Mother. Uh. Of course, there was a lot of bad art out there. Yeah. And we'll tell. <laughs> All right. You want to hear a creepy thing? Oh. We went to the Paisley Park to the Prince Museum. Yeah. And you don't get to see like his bedroom or his refrigerator. It's just all like recording studios. And I wasn't aware how much music Prince made and how much I don't know about Prince. We all know like the five famous songs, album after album. And we get we get out of it and the, and the tour guide goes, you walked right by where he died. I didn't want to say anything, but it was right by the elevator. I'm like that's so Did morbid. he just keel over? Yeah, from fentanyl. Oh, mm. Oh boy. Good day, Eliza. Emily and the sweetest of snow peaches. I'm a longtime fan from America and moved to Australia with my then boyfriend, now husband, four years ago. Keep it vague. Keep your location (laughs) super vague. I need your help with my overly dramatic in-laws. My husband and I recently decided to move out of my husband's hometown in Australia. We were really excited about moving to a city 12 hours drying. 12 hours driving slash three-hour flight away. Much warmer, beaches, better job opportunities for us. But his mom could not handle it. Sobbing for weeks on end, could hardly get through a conversation with him without crying until recently. I'm 25 and my husband is 27 and she's convinced she'll never see her grandchildren who haven't even been conceived yet. We'll have to live with my in-laws for a few weeks in between moving. How do I handle the emotional guilt they're going to throw at my husband and I for abandoning them? Anonymous. You moved to Australia and the parents are still in America? No, his parents are in Australia. They are near his parents and they're about to move to this like better town 12 hours away from his parents. And they're like, how do you, how are you leaving us? 12 hours within the country of Australia? Oh, driving. Three hours flying. So you moved to Perth. You moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. I don't know where else you would go. They're staying with her in-laws for a couple of weeks. And during these weeks, she's crying. She's like, I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to see the kids. Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. I mean, you got to put up with it because the good news is she's like, where are you going? The answer is very far away from you. Yeah. It's just, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid or it's like when you get rid of an apartment or a car, you're like, I'm going to miss this place so much. And then the second you hit the road, you're like, where? Like, you don't even think about it. To her, the fear is the greatest part. And she doesn't realize how fine it's going to be. Yeah. And as you drive off, just be like, I can't have kids. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she's so upset, like how dare her son move 12 hours away. It's like, what? You got to stay out of it. What about your poor parents? You're in Australia and they're in America. You should bring that up. Be yeah. like, yeah, my mom is uh, several hours away by plane and thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. away. So 
And she seems very supportive. Oh. Say that, but also make sure your husband is always in the middle of this. Yeah. Because it will become like, oh, that bitch American wife taking you away to the morning town of Perth, taking away my Rue, my Joey. Mm. Also, it's so annoying that she's like, what about grandkids? And they like aren't even pregnant. It's I mean, like, whatever. Well, I, yeah, okay, why don't you move over here then? You move. Nobody wants to go there. Good news is, you're, you're getting out of there. Yeah. So just be like, hey, we're trying to spend some time now and just always be like, you guys can come visit. You have to just treat it like white noise. You guys can come visit. You yeah. guys can come visit. She'll get over it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And oh, then you Christmas talk is going to her. suck. It's going to be so intense. Just can, do you mind if I breastfeed him one more time? Don't you think Australians would say something instead of good luck? Like, oh, for Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> I... Love the Australian accent. Do you? I do. Are you turned on by it? I mean, I feel like it's 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 that when one. Women, when women do it, <laughs> it's that one. <laughs> New Zealand and Boston are my three favorites. It sounds the same. All three sound exactly the same. Boston doesn't sound the Can same. Can I hear your Boston accent? Oh. I can't do a Boston. Try. I just hear it. Read the read that blurb on that chip bag about. But I don't. I can't even do it. Try it. I just know how to say Worcester. Okay. Cool. Oh, God, you're so <laughs> such a gross American. What? Chicken nugget. I just know how to say Worcester. Yeah, because it's cool. spe- you know it's spelled. You can't try. You can't try. A Boston I really. Accent. D- I can't even think of what it sounds like right now. I just know I like it Can when you I hear try it. Try an Australian accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was you doing Kate McKinnon, but okay. Does she do that? Uh, there's one movie where like the whole thing hinges on the fact that like oh she's Australian in that Scarlett Johansson movie for no reason the rough night. For no she was like, hey, I've got an idea. I want to be. I'll do this movie. I have to be Australian. I like doing an Australian accent. I All like right. that. I like. You're not an accent person. I don't have that. E- I can. I can redo something I just heard, but I can't just. Are you apply very charmed it. by it? Like if a guy has an Australian accent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like a snake charmer. Australia, New Zealand, and Boston. How do you know if you don't know? If you, how can you tell the difference between Australia and New Zealand? No, no, <laughs> no. But I am like I only like weirdly only guest on podcasts. I feel like where the hosts are New Zealand or Australian, and I'm like, this is great. They love media down there. They do. They do. They love movies. <laughs> Hi, Liza, Emily, and of course Tian Fu. I love the podcast. My boyfriend and I listen during road trips and it never fails to make us laugh. My name is Chris. I'm a 32-year-old male, also a biology graduate. My question is in regard to my ex. Long story short, after finishing my grad studies, I hopped on a plane to teach English in South Korea for four years. An amazing experience, Typical rebel. (laughs) Teaching. I originally went there with my boyfriend at the time, now my ex. We went through a messy breakup and on two separate occasions, he broke into my apartment. The first time he put bleach in my washing machine. So when I did laundry, my clothes were ruined. I forgave him for that and told him to keep his distance. The second time he put bleach in my shampoo. I still remember taking a shower that day and my eyes were burning because of the fumes. That is so weird. I got him to leave Korea. Now I'm back home in Canada. You got him to leave a whole country, but you couldn't get him to stop breaking into your apartment and putting bleach in select household items. Back home in Canada and he recently messaged me wanting to make amends. Should I meet with him? I'm a bit freaked out. No. 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 Do you like bleach in your porridge? Gonna, yeah, he's going to poison you. That is psychotic behavior. That's, That's so like- scary. What you do at a sleep. That's what you do at camp to like prank Not someone or, or kill someone. To kill someone. That's a jackass stunt that was rejected. Bleach in your shampoo. Just the fact breaking in, touching your stuff at all. Ugh. You know what? I'm glad that a boy's asking this because I usually get so mad at girls. Like, yeah, I don't know. He killed my family. Should I try it? He might be my only shot at love. Block. Move on. Uh, who was it? Someone's podcast was like, they were talking about like 12 steps. Like, oh, I think it was Burt Kreischer. Like, how you don't have to forgive someone. Mm. You know, him forgiving himself or whatever. It's either he's trying to weasel his way back in your life. To put bleach in more of your things. Or he's on some sort of journey. And you know what? Oh my God, Tianfu. Sorry, Noah came in the room. Now she's... It's a... His, whatever recovery he's doing does not have to involve you. Yeah. What will that help? Unless you have a thing for this guy, like, how will this benefit you at all? No, I still have feelings. Who fucking cares? Aren't you dating someone now? 
Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy, that's an assault. Think about how you'd feel if your ex-boyfriend told you about this and confided in you. And then he was like, and I'd really love to have him over just to like- Your boyfriend. Hear him out. Yeah. If your boyfriend had an ex that yeah. did that. No, it's assault. Ugh. It's disgusting. Don't let him, don't, make sure you got locks. Don't even, nothing. Don't no, Just block. Ugh. Or don't block. I mean, leave him on red or unread. Don't even let him know you read it. Yeah. Keep some thick distance. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer Lopez stars in Thick Distance, a made for TV movie. I would watch that. I know you would. You're like, I'd take it all. Hi there. Somewhat of a confession and somewhat looking for advice. Ooh. I was seeing a guy casually for sex for about a year. That's he, a lot. That's a long casual time. He got a girlfriend. It didn't tell me right away. I confronted him about it and we parted ways. For context, I'm 31, he's 36, and his new girlfriend is 22. <laughs> One of the reasons him and I never dated seriously is because he told me straight up he wasn't trustworthy. I took him at his word and kept it casual. Fast forward a couple months and we end up reconnecting and hooking up, not once, but twice. I felt bad. I do feel bad. I know it was wrong. I decided to just cut him off. Right. He texted me random things a few times out of nowhere, so I decided to block him on all avenues. I need him out of my life. However... I have a couple friends who think I need to tell his girlfriend. I don't think it's on no. me and I'd rather just no. totally cut ties with him. It's not like I'm changing no. the mind of a 22-year-old. I'm sure she thinks he's amazing. He's attractive, educated, charismatic, but clearly a giant a-hole. Uh, I know I did wrong, but is, it, but is it really my duty to tell her things in advance? It's not. Also, fun fact about 22-year-old girls, they know everything. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like there is like this like genetic thing when you're younger where you're like, I am so slick. It's actually my bottom of the cob mm -hmm. this week. It's like, I know everything. I know what's going on. I'm worldly. Uh, you know, I just remember when I was younger, you know, you have a job and you've got a boss who's like in his 40s and he's probably a piece of shit. I remember I had a friend, she worked here in LA and she had a, a boss who like was making out with her the day before his wedding. And he would tell like shit on his wife and- to her. And, you know, we were like 22, 23. And so you're led to believe, oh, this guy is great. And the woman in his life is the worst. I had a couple bosses like that. Not that I was making out with, but like, that were like a little skeezy. Guy, guys sometimes see young girls and they get dumb and young girls are like, wow, he's treating me like an adult and I'm loving this. You will yeah. come off looking like a psycho old lady to this 22 year old girl who I promise you uh, thinks she knows everything. You are under no obligation. He said he wasn't trustworthy. Even though she was sleeping with this guy knowing he had a girlfriend. You forgive your, look, you made a mistake. It's really shitty you do that. But also it isn't like this guy is, it's not really on you. It's his fault. He's the one with the girlfriend. Yeah. Hold on. Letting, speaking of, he's the one. Speaking of people with girlfriends. <laughs> my, <laughs> my husband goes, speaking of people with girlfriends. We shut the door. So the dog doesn't lose her moles. We always are like, oh, what about the woman? All of a sudden, sisterhood. He's the one with the girlfriend. He's the piece of shit. He said he was a piece of shit. Move on from this whole mess. You're going to come off looking like a psychopath to this girl. You don't know this girl. And what's, re let me ask you this. What's really to be gained? Do you I guess it would just be like giving this girl a warning. She doesn't want your warning. She's mature. She's going to make her own choice. She does not want your warning. Um, Because like, even if they hit it off, and have a really kinetic, connective, deep, passionate love. Like mm -hmm. then she'll be like, I understand him. And this girl clearly just didn't. So I, I wouldn't just because I think it'll fall on deaf ears. And what's important here is that you're moving on. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do this again. Don't do it again. I wouldn't warn her. Mm. I just don't think it'll be received well. And yeah. I also don't think it's just for the sake of that girl. I think there's a little part of you that's like, I don't want to fuck this guy over because he was shitty to me, even though he warned me to be shitty and now I'm going to be shitty to him. Mm. I don't think it's totally altruistic. Mm. Maybe superfluous. Are you scared about stretch marks? We are all superficial people and even if we don't like to admit, so I'm curious if it's in your laundry list of worries. Love you all. Now I'm asking you this because you were talking about it today. Is that something you think about? It's actually not. And I, I did my own research. I think a big part of stretch marks is genetics. Mm. Like you can lather up that, your belly and your body all day, every day, and you could still get them. Mm -hmm. I think they're unavoidable. I mm -hmm. think there are always things you can do to mitigate them. And I do put like a bio oil on or uh. what? 
It's called bio oil. Okay. What? I don't know. There's so many, oil, so many oils. What? I'm not listening to, you're not the arbiter of anything <laughs> of <oils>? hygienic. <laughs> uh, it's a special oil. Okay. But it's just, I put on sometimes I forget. And you can always put on shea butter, cocoa butter. The more important note is the amount of scams out there that are like, this body belly butter bomb for baby kick-ass mamas, this got vitamin E and jojoba. They all have that. They all the same shit. And honestly, half the time you're paying for a bunch of water. If you yeah. really want to do yourself right, go online, get a bucket of like source from Africa shea butter. It's like $10. It will last you for years. And that is what you're paying for when you buy all of these cutesy brands. They put a little bit of that and then a bunch of fillers in. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. I don't think about it. Of all the things that I cannot prevent that I worry about, that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom doesn't have stretch marks. And if you get them, you get them. But, you know, good thing uh, my job isn't to show off my body. And even if you see them, like, big fucking deal, I'm still going to wear that bathing suit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not have sex with me? Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Is this just a podcast for Noah? <laughs> just No, I'm saying, like, just random people. Also, like, even with stretch marks, like, you would still have sex with me. Okay. Most dudes would. <laughs> even pregnant. Mostly. Actually, especially pregnant. Especially pregnant. What up? Anonymous, as someone who doesn't ever plan on being pregnant, what's your biggest surprise-related pregnancy that people don't know about? How weird it is. Like, nobody knows that, like, your eye shape can change. Like, your eyesight can change and not for the better. None of this is for the better. Yeah. Uh, The fact that I can't really breathe out of my nose. And I'm having a very easy pregnancy, but, like, your, whatever, (laughs) your corpuscles, your capillaries expand. (sighs) I already can't really breathe out of my nose. Um, and it's also very dry here. So I have to wear a breathe right strip. But other than that, you know, and it's also surprising to me how full you get so quickly. Because they're like, oh, eating for two, which is insane because you're not. But also- no, you already talked about that. I'm just giving context. I'm just saying. you. They ask the question. What's yeah. surprising is that you can't really load up. I do get out of breath when I eat and I can't eat that much. I had pancakes the other night and they just sat in my throat. It was really hard. Oh my God, for me. are we still talking about those pancakes? <laughs> it was traumatic <laughs> at a time where I'm supposed to feel nurtured. Oh, I've had these pancakes for months. Tell you what, this pregnancy has opened my eyes to what a scam everything is. I already thought that. And now I'm just seeing it with everything. They're like, well, this is a special, okay, like a baby bath. Like a special bath for your, no, you fucking don't. The kid goes in the sink and doesn't even need to be submerged in water. A baby bath. Don't believe the hype. You don't need 9 billion pieces of plastic to raise your child. Yeah. Okay, what do they do in countries where they don't have that stuff? The kids and the kids are all right. And your parents grew up all right, mostly, not really. Uh, so I'm enjoying rejecting all the scams. Yeah. <sighs> all right. I need a hot take. No advice. Just want an opinion. Scott, give me a hot take, Sam. Hot takes. Oh, that was cute. Do it again. Oh, wow. You have little cat teeth. (laughs) (laughs) So I am a 29-year-old female in graduate school to be a physician's assistant. In graduate school to be a 30-year-old female. (laughs) (laughs) And my wife, yes, we're ladies in love, is a 30-year-old hot, hot attorney. We have two puppers, no drama, and a really easygoing, happy life for eight years now. And you call them puppers. Our only issue is we cannot make friends with other gay girl couples. Normally what happens is we don't like them. But this time we tried to be friends with some coworkers of mine, healthcare heroes, and they're a little bit older than us, but also have what appeared to be a stable life. They're objectively less hot than us, but aesthetically pleasing. I digress. (laughs) Maybe that's why you can't make any friends because you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird thing to include, but I get it. I, yeah. I love hot friends. Yeah, I love a hot friend. We were hanging out consistently for a few weeks, playing a trip together. Yeah. Yeah. And then after I have drinking wine and putting a puzzle together, they ghosted us. Because you said how ugly they were. (laughs) There was no weird flirting that I picked up on. Wait, can you pass the corner piece? Because you're ugly. (laughs) But my wife is pretty cute and successful. So I think one of them caught some lust feelings. What do you think happened, Anoni Moose? Okay, Anoni Moose, listen to me. (laughs) I'm going to get some... uh, I only have one instance to really base this off of, but I have a friend who is a lesbian. And as long as I've known her, she, look, she could be telling the truth, but I feel like she has these like phantom 
crushes, meaning like she thinks everybody thinks she's hot. Like every lesbian thinks she's hot. Like we went to this class one time and like this instructor was kind of being a dick to us. The instructor was a woman. I don't really have a finely tuned gaydar, but you know, sometimes I could tell like with Jojo Siwa, I knew that one. Um, And the instructor kind of was ignoring us and she was paying attention to all the other couples. They were all heterosexual couples. Uh, and while my friend and I aren't a couple, maybe it looked like we were just like two girls on a date and she kind of kept ignoring us. And my friend was like, it's because she thought I was hot. And I was like, <laughs> or me. But I wonder if that is like a competitive lesbian thought about like this person just thinks I'm hot. This person isn't being nice. This person, this girl, this girl is, you know, doing. so I wonder. It's interesting. Cause you think about like couple, like cut, like heterosexual couples and even then it's like, usually there's one good one in the couple and the other one kind of sucks and you put up with them because it's like, all right, right. I like one of you. But in a case where they're all lesbians, it's like they're all, they all could be attracted to each other. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know, Emily. Sounds like you're really putting homosexuality in a box. No, I just, it, it is such a different dynamic for women that yeah, also all like women. It is a different dynamic. I mean- Look, you don't want to be friends with someone that doesn't want to be friends with you. If they ghosted you, like, fine, move on. But also, it sounds like you guys were hanging out a lot. Like, maybe you're going too hard, too fast. Yeah, as lesbians do. <laughs> like, oh, we're friends. Well, you want to get matching tattoos, carve our names into trees right now, meet my parents. Uh, uh, do they leave in the middle of game night? There's also the version. Look, I don't know you. Like, where you guys suck. Okay? You can't take it personally because I don't know you. But, like... I'm trying to think of, is it like friends where like Monica's like super competitive with games and she's like, yeah, like we don't want to play with Monica. And no, it wasn't that Will and Grace, right? Yes. Nobody we want to play with. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It was Will and Grace where they're too, they're too competitive. Yeah. And the friends are like, we don't want to come over anymore. This isn't fun. Is there a version yeah. where you're not that much fun to hang out with? Right. Do you talk about how hot you are to these people? Also- is it important to you that you be friends with only lesbians? Well, I wonder if it's like, I, I understand wanting to, to join me. a community. So it's like, yeah. I wonder if instead of just looking for other lesbian couples, like just finding, going to gay events and gay and, and meeting people who are single that or who aren't awful. dating rather than, well, it doesn't no, always you have can't to be like single. a couple. It's weird if a lesbian couple befriends a random lesbian. Right, if they're like an art gallery and they meet someone nice. If you're at like a U-Haul convention or a Home Depot employee meeting, not wah, wah. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's you guys. Or you're just so hot that other couples quiver and <laughs> tremble in your hot presence. I just... Or it's just like women being women. You have, Yeah, I don't like everybody. I don't want to hang out with everybody. There are certain people that I'm just like, ugh, like... Not everybody has to be your best friend. Yeah, you know that I think about it. I don't know that I always see a bunch of hot lesbians hanging out. I feel like it's always like... Except in that episode of Sex and the City where Charlotte is that kicked was like, out of that art gallery that for was not like being a lesbian. power lesbian thing. That was like an upper echelon yeah. expensive lesbian thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not tapped in. I was making my uh, my baby shower invite list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I don't have... Uh, I do not have a ton of women on this thing. Really? A lot of couple, like I have male friends and then, but only like, it's not even so much the women actually. I, I was just like, a lot of them are acquaintances. I was like, I don't have, I've just kind of stopped hanging out with a lot of people. Most people are like an endurance challenge. So Yeah, I definitely, honestly, at this point in preparing to move, I'm like, there are a couple you've people. You've already moved at this point. I've already moved at this point, but- there are a couple people I'm like, I'm going to miss them so much. And then a lot of people are, I'm like, thank God, honestly, that because of the pandemic, I like wasn't doing the like once a month hang, like that that fell to the wayside so that I wouldn't feel the need to keep it going. You know, it's like when I really get down to it and I don't know if it's like since being married or because of the pandemic or maybe it's everything, a confluence of all these things. And I wonder if other people feel this way. I just, I find myself having pretty bad thoughts about the majority of people in my life and Kind of, and I feel bad about that, but I just get irritated easily. And I think it has to do with intelligence and just exhausted at like, I don't want to talk to you about that. I don't, we don't have anything to talk about. Like, I don't want to do this. I think number one for me, it was like just 
not having to do anything, like being at home. I got to, I was by myself for so long that you get kind of used to it. I didn't have you over. I thought you liked it. No, you weren't, you would, but also it's that thing like realizing like like me. Yes, I do. You never want to. Yes, I do. No. Realizing that like seeing people just over the last like four years, five years, they don't care if you live or die. Like everybody is now so upfront about just all their horrible beliefs and things that they have to say, especially in LA, people just have no problem just being like, oh, I want to, and you're like, okay, none of this is worth it anymore. It's. I think this this past couple of years, I think everybody agrees, like your priorities have become crystal clear. Yeah. Um, I was even thinking about that, like the Met Gala was a couple of weeks ago and like, that'd be a cool thing to go to, of course. And you get to wear this gorgeous outfit, but it's like, People live and die for these moments that are just vaporized mm. into time after. It's like you do all this and it's like, okay, you had a look, you had a picture, but nobody cares at the end of the day. Like, and that can go to for your career as a comedian, as a performer, you know, like you build this whole thing. It has to be just for you because at the end of the day, people are not living long term for your artistic choices. Mm. And I think it all just goes to like, all you can do is try to leave this world a little bit better than you found it and try to enjoy yourself. That's why the bulk of the questions we get on this, it's like, and I'm miserable, but what should I do? It's not about being selfish. It's about like, we only have a couple of years on this planet. Yeah. Why be miserable? Why not tell people what you think? There was a tweet I thought was so funny, but I didn't retweet it because I was worried it would reflect badly on you because it was- We want to make those tenuous connections. It was Louis Vertel saying about the Met Gala, like when when the Met Gala is happening, all I can think of is all of the assistants who just had the worst month of their lives. (laughs) Because you think about like all the prep that goes into something like that, for them to just show up and everyone's like, your outfit sucks or it doesn't and no one talks about it again. People shit on that, but it's like, don't get it twisted. You would love to be invited. Like look at all these rich people. It's like, you would love to go. So I don't begrudge anybody, any celebrity, celebrity, designer, fashion. I don't begrudge people doing the thing that they are enjoying the fruit of that labor. Yeah. Oh, just rich people going, just rich celebrities. Yes. And you would kill your mother to be at that event. So. The food looked pretty bad. Kiki Palmer was posting like pictures of food and I was like, oh. Let me say something. The food at events is often bad. It's like any wedding. I remember I got invited. I'm not going to say the name of it because I like to be invited again to like one of the bigger parties uh, for the Emmys, I think it was a couple of years. It could have been Golden Globes, but it's like yeah. of all the parties in town, like there's one that like everyone for some reason goes to. And I brought Noah because I'm thinking like, look how cool I am. And like, I'm bringing him and he'll be so impressed. And he's like, all I can think about is that there's steam trays of macaroni. <laughs> like I never paid attention to that kind of stuff. And he's yeah. just like, there are women in gowns like glooping out macaroni from steam tables. <laughs> I feel like one of the events that I went to that had really good food is when Outfest, the gay film festival. Well, of course. Uh, I just remember we, I got to go and be like, uh, like go to the cool gala part of it. Yeah. And- there, I was just like, this is a spread. I think like some vodka brand had sponsored it. So it. it was like fun drinks and like- Folks, I mean, I know like, a lot of you don't live in LA, but like <laughs> any event, like nice event, nice function, go and load up. I think of like all the Netflix parties where it's like, I'm just like loading up on sushi, just in that line, doing I the photo. No I have no problem. By the way, I work a party. It. Yeah. Yeah, you want to network, but like I am doing that photo booth. I am, whatever version of it it is, I'm putting on the promotional sandals that my assistant still wears. I'm eating the snacks. <laughs> I'm getting shit-faced. Be- and then I'm going home. Yeah. I'm having a good time. No one's yeah. getting famous off attending a party. You see the people you got to see. You sit at your table. And then you... I don't really dance at those because you're using high heels, but have fun. Mm. You have fun in life. Yeah. Before you can't breathe out of your nose mm. and you're pregnant and all they, all there is is food and a sad cardio workout for people who've been in an accident. One, oh. Can I say something? Somebody yeah. reached out and they were like, what's your theme for your baby nursery? And I was like, it oh. sounds like one of my jokes, but like the theme is under the sea. But I started to, I wanted to tell her more about it. And then I was like, no, you're just going to sound like an asshole because there's so much more to the theme. It's a Scandi chic under the sea. So we're not doing, it's not good. It's going to be very chic. And we're doing a lot of like nude tones. This is something in my head that good I Good for all the with. baby butt blowouts. Yeah, my mom's like, so tones. no color. And I'm like, I don't know. Baby's going to be colorblind. Don't say that. Because you're not exposing it to color. That's not how it works. Yeah. You can be gay and never have met a gay person. Yeah. Top geneticist in my office, Emily Higgins. <laughs> what do you know? Wait, okay, wait. That actually... Oh, is that why you have no taste? 
I don't even mean for your, from your COVID. I just meant like in general. I know. All right. I just start shitting on Emily. <laughs> She's like, it's great. <laughs> that transitions me actually into a question, which is... Scandy chic under the sea. Right. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think so many people pretend to be smarter than they actually are, especially <laughs> with things like the vaccine where they want to do quote unquote research or quote, be free? Is it just mass insecurity? Yeah, because you're dumb and you need to substantiate being dumb and you can't be like, I'm not very bright and I'm lazy. So instead you have to be like, I did my own research. Yeah. That's for I anything. a YouTube video where like a weird man in his basement with an upsetting beard talked about what lizard people were coming to get me. I like the smart, I like the people who like rattle off some like medical facts that mm. like they got on like Wikimed or something. You ever seen the one where that doctor, like they split the screen and she's like, so protein B doesn't shed its Scantron cells. And the doctor's like, that's correct. That's incorrect. That's correct. <laughs> and like, she just goes through, anybody can sound smart if yeah. you read up and learn about one thing and then you just vomit that back. Yeah. That's the problem with our education system. It values memorization over mm-hmm. deep understanding. And you can't have a deep understanding of complex medical issues because you're not a doctor. You have no context. Yeah. So I can read you an entire article on like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy and I can spit out that word because I memorized it for a script once, but I don't know what plaque is and how that's formed and right. what protein that bonds to and what you don't know because you didn't go to school for it. You did the research. So anyway, a lot of it's it can't just be it's not an isolated thing where like I read this article, I understand the science. Yeah. That's like saying like somebody explained trigonometry to me. It's like, okay, but you also need to know addition. Right. It's not having like the holistic understanding. Most people don't. Yeah. But so like I said, if babies don't see color, they go colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) If your baby's colorblind, I'll feel so bad. Scandy chic. Most girls aren't colorblind. It is interesting how that. That happens. We win. <laughs> yeah. And I bought a bunch of pink stuff. Mm-hmm. The room is not going to... I'm not a girly girl, but I also think like... Well, here's here's the flaw in the argument. You ready? Here's the flaw in the argument for people being like, you know, don't, don't call your baby a she. Don't give her pink. The baby is genetically a woman and is a woman until the baby, if ever, tells me otherwise. Mm. There is nothing wrong with having a little girl and giving her cute pink things because it's adorable. I will also give her a lot of blue things and a lot of other things. The idea that if you give your kids uh, a truck or if you give your kids a ballerina, that's going to sway their genetic makeup because what we're arguing is that you are born gay or gender or whatever you are. So whatever I put in your nursery, first of all, you're not going to remember, but does has nothing to do with the assignment of your sexuality. All that has to do is with letting me have a good time. Baby's going to have plenty of things that aren't pink, but this thing where you're like not supposed to do it. I think I had plenty of pink things and I'm 38. I own nothing pink in my closet. So Mm. one has nothing to do with the other. Dress up your baby like a fucking elephant every day of its life. I promise you it does not make it an elephant. What? I want want to see a baby dressed as an elephant. It's like you take like the tip of the iceberg of everything I say. You don't absorb anything. I absorbed it. I am absorbed. <laughs> I am absorbed. Ich bin absorbed. You know what you should get for your baby shower? Oh, tell me. Those Zorb balls for your backyard. <laughs> you know what those are? Oh, those big, big plastic balls. Balls where you get inside the ball and mm-hmm. then you can. And then somebody sues me because they rolled down a hill and they died. Um, hot, hot take. Hot takes. <laughs> And I don't know if this is done because I've only been invited to one baby shower ever. I don't think I've ever been to one. No, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be. Um, oh, no. You would be. Uh, I'm just here for the snacks. Um, I'm not having other kids to my baby shower. Is that wrong? I don't think it's wrong. Because Here's the why. The baby's not there yet. The baby doesn't need friends. Well, it's not about my baby. The baby right. shower is really for the mom. Yeah. That's why we're having like alcohol and like fun things for other people. But also, because so many of my friends have kids, then it just becomes like a kid fest. And this isn't that. Like, why would you ever want to spend extra time with kids when you didn't have to? I'm just saying we love your kids, but then it just becomes 
so many kids. I think it just, yeah, I think it just depends the kind of party, just like it depends the kind of wedding. Like if you were having like a barbecue, a pool party, you'd be like, yeah, bring the kids over, they can swim, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's not the vibe of this particular event. definitely said no children at my wedding. (laughs) Not that anyone at the time had kids. None of my friends did, but like- Oh, yeah. That's a different kind of wedding. That's a different kind of girl. Anyways, no, no babies at my baby shower. I need the, those babies taking the spotlight off your baby. Then it just becomes like, where can I change? Where can I feed? Oh, this kid's got to do, like, it just, there's no cap on the age. So then it's just, you're running a daycare. Also, you do have a pool and someone could die. I'm, yeah, we're not even. Don't you know do what? it. Cancel the whole thing. <laughs> I'll eat all the snacks. Okay. Okay. What? Wait, oh, that's right. We're not saying kick it anymore. I mean. Flip it. Bop it. <laughs> Flick it. What was that game? Skip it. It was so fun. Do you remember the song? No. Skip it, skip it. And the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. Maybe you can beat your very best score. Maybe you can something a whole lot more. Maybe we'll skip it, skip a whole lot more. Skip it, skip it, skip it. Skip. Where's your mother? <laughs> skip is so fun. You know what I always saw commercials for, but never got. And I was so upset. I did have a skip it. Did not have moon shoes. Oh, yeah. I feel like I they probably didn't did. work. I also never got a pogo stick, but whenever no. I saw one, I was scared to go on it. But 100%. I would like, I would just pick it up and be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I never did. It's scary. And <laughs> like, it was that very metal spring, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you, yeah. Could, you know, it'll kill you. Know it'll kill you. What can straight up kill you? You never fix it yourself ever. What? Garage door, because the spring is loaded with such force. It oh. can like, horrifically injure you. And yet not that heavy. Having lifted one myself, not but that you heavy. Ne- but just the way that the mechanics are, you never want to mess with it yourself. Do you want to hear the saddest thing? What? Uh, the drawers in our closet are very, very heavy. Like they were weighted mm-hmm. wrong and the track that they're on is really flimsy. Mm-hmm. And even though we had it fixed, like they're just really heavy. Because I'm like, there's no way my bras are this heavy from Third Love. And the drawer came out, two came out at the same time. And I didn't, I was nervous about moving it because I had bare feet. I, like, I'm like, I can't have a drawer fucking fall on my foot while I'm pregnant because I can't get painkillers. I can't yeah. do anything. And I couldn't, I was like holding them and I called for Noah and he didn't answer. And I, sc- we don't scream in this. I screamed for him. Oh no. Also because I was angry and he still didn't come. Was I, he not here? <laughs> I, I finally got them back in and I go in the kitchen and he had his AirPods in listening to a podcast. And I'm oh, like, yeah. there's nothing more LA than like I died because my husband was listening to a podcast and then it's that thing where you can't be too mad because he's like I have the hood of life yeah I had the hood of the oven on I was making you dinner with the pot I'm like my foot so I wasn't mad but I was mad at the situation yeah (laughs) but you lived because California closets is such a scam it's like eight billion dollars and they don't haul away uh all the stuff in the closet so if they demo it they're like good luck yeah. They got, talk about a scam. They got a real monopoly on that market. If Them your closet those, is fucked, um, you just got to go to a container store and get a bunch of bins. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. They do have little systems at the container store. You had one, two houses ago. No, remember we had them come out here to like have them look and that guy was weird. No, but you had that container store like yes. Elfin system or whatever. The closet game is a racket. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's a question. What is the creepiest thing that's happened to you on tour? The creepiest thing? Mm. People being inappropriate or dangerous, notwithstanding. If we're talking like phenomenon creepy, Mm -hmm. it's not creepy as much as like could have been creepy if I believed in that stuff. We stayed in like an old house, like a bed and breakfast Victorian house that was used for a lot of weddings. So that was the theme of every room was like, all the weddings that have taken place that have taken place here over like 150 years. Uh. So in my room, which was weird because there's a four poster bed and then another bed across the room, like in a weird cave, was a mannequin with a wedding dress on it. The mannequin was very tiny, and it was in the corner. And it's one of those things where I and even though this is a positive place, like no one died here that I know of, I kind of slept with one eye open. Like, what's she doing in that corner? Ugh. Yeah, a mannequin with a any mannequin in a room with you, especially a flowing white dress. Ugh. And then I just thought, like, all right, come at me. I will fucking rock you <laughs> if you try to haunt me. What? <laughs> what? Creep bride, let's do this. I had a cardboard life size cutout of Aragorn in my room for a very long time. So when people would like stay over, like 
uh, from Lord of the Rings, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, and so if people would stay over, they'd like walk past my room and be like, ah, because I'd just be in bed and there'd just be like a man just standing at the foot of my bed. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, We're cool. Yes. I don't know. And sometimes the night, the night is a vulnerable thing. Like your body feels weird at night. Sounds in the night. I get scared. Like, I don't like being in a house at night where there's a lot of windows, like just uncovered windows. And there's so many places in LA where it's like just windows with no shades. And it's like, I don't want someone to be able to see in here and I can't see them. Here's what I think because my house has a lot of windows and I stare out. But you cover them. Well, when they're open, I stare out in the backyard sometimes. And I think if anybody's coming in here, they're going to be extra creeped out that I was already here staring. (laughs) Plus, we got floodlights and an alarm. I flip it. You sip it. Sip it. And lick it. Ooh. Okay. We're friends in my head as I've been a fan for so long. I can already hear your answer, but here goes. All right, dumb for me. I have a former college roommate who has been like a best friend to me over the last 20 years. And she got out of a really bad marriage recently where he treated her like shit and walked all over her and she never spoke up and I was always in her corner. So when they finally broke up two years ago, I was relieved for her. But now she lives in the same suburb of Boston he does. She isn't on any good dating apps, only Tinder and shit like that. And she's not looking for better or just good enough. Some of these guys are married. Ugh. It's very hard to continue being friends with her when all she does is complain about her situation and she does absolutely nothing to improve it. She likes to be the martyr. And as much as I love her and as much history as we have together, I can't continue to shout into the void. My question is, am I doing the right thing by putting distance between us or should I try harder to help her? Part of me thinks that she just wants to be miserable and then she can say she was right, that her life is hard and there are no good guys out there. Fun. (laughs) Does my question make sense? She's such a good person, but this constant woe is me routine is too much. Thank you in advance for your time. I know exactly how you feel. And the answer is put a little bit of distance because you cannot force her to think outside the box when it comes to dating. You can offer up some solutions, but some people can't see their own way out of things. Um, And I think it's also very easy. Part of me thinks that you're in a relationship because you're concerned with like, if you were single, you'd be like, I'm single too and we can go out together. It's always easier to be able to critique somebody else's career or relationship status or the way that they're single. Because if you don't have, and let's say you are single, I don't know, but When you don't have to think about it as much, you know, I look at a friend that's single. I'm like, great. Why don't you expand your dating parameters to like an hour away from here? Maybe someone in Santa Barbara. I had a friend who's older and I was like, why don't you try someone who's older? You know, and they were like offended. I'm like, okay, like you're 50 and the guy's 58. Like that's not, you know. Yeah. Everybody's got their own issues and very few people are are intelligent enough to be able to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Some people do. So if you've given her all the advice you can, she kind of just, it's not even that she wants to be miserable. She's just in her own personal hell dealing with her own things. Yeah. But for your own exhaustion, like nobody wants to hear about that. So you can withstand it like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and then move on. But I think a little bit of distance just because that's not fun. Watching someone that is unwilling to change anything complain about the same thing over and over. Yeah. That's it. A little yeah. bit of distance is okay. Yeah. And that's why, you know, people always get upset. And it's like, oh, you're married now. You don't have time for me. It's not about that. It's just people's, go- like, I'm not going to go out with my single friends. I mean, I would if I wasn't pregnant. Like, we'd go out for a drink or something. But I'm not going to do that as much because that checkbox has been checked off in my life. You know, you don't have the need to do those things as much. Anyways, my point is you don't need to listen to that. It's also boring. It's not like she's like, oh my God, I've been going on all these dates. Listen how crazy this is. She's just miserable. Yeah. So give her the best advice you can. Maybe have like a little come to Jesus. But if it stays the same, you definitely are allowed to put some distance. Yeah. That's all. It's just not fun. That's not what a friendship is. Just being miserable while someone complains. That's Mm -hmm. a marriage. (laughs) That's a marriage. Anonymous, I've been asked to be the maid of honor to one of my friends' possibly soon wedding. Skip it. Next question. Even though I feel honored, I don't know if I'm up for it. Like, we're good friends, but not really that close, and being the maid of honor is a very important job. I don't want to disappoint her, especially because her mother is like a second mother to me. Her mom is my boss. 
but I also don't want to say yes and get pushed into something I feel like I'm not qualified to do. And after Googling all the things a maid of honor has to do, I don't know if I even have the time because of college. So oh, I guess how can I... How can I politely decline her offer without coming off as rude? I'm a people pleaser, so it's really hard for me to say no, but I'm really not feeling good about me being in that position. I'd rather just be a bridesmaid. Well, so have you just said nothing? Have you just like left it on red? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, so she, let's say she hasn't answered or she was like, oh, wow. I think there's nothing wrong. First of all, there's always the expectation of what the bride wants versus like what a bridesmaid does. It depends on your group of friends. My maid of honor, like with six other women, like they all got together. We rented a house for the weekend. We like went wine. Like it wasn't a big thing. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Like there wasn't a ton to do. And she was just with me on that day. So maybe ask the expert. It sounds like you just don't want to do it. Yeah. But like, what is she expecting? Like you can organize a dinner. That's not a big deal. But I think you really don't want to do it. I don't yeah, think you feel close to her. Yeah, it like you're that close to her. And it's just, you're in college and you're like, I don't want to take on basically a second, a part-time job coordinating things for this woman. I would, you know what? I would even say it to the mother and her at the same time. Like, I love you guys. And you're like a second mother to me. I, I actually don't think I have the bandwidth. And I wanted to give you the respect of letting you know up front so you can find someone who would be better at this. She may not even want you as a bridesmaid, but... What's important is that you're clear because you no bride deserves a bridesmaid that doesn't want to do it. Right, a maid of honor, yeah. Put yourself first. You you know, if she had no friends and the mom was like, please, I'll pay you, you know, whatever. But it's a little weird that she's asking you to do it. Yeah, you kind of wonder why. I if wonder if saying, her other friends are like flakes. Could be that. You'd be like, you'd just be like, I've got school. I've got this job. I actually, I don't think I'd be good at this. Yeah. I've never done it like this before. I think it's nice that you researched it. Like, I think that shows like you were mm-hmm. like, can I make this work? And you really, you looked into it and you looked at the stuff. You'd be like, look, this is what I've found. And I tried to you figure out a way to make it work and I can't. Your own boundaries. But also she might say, oh, I just wanted you to organize a dinner. Yeah. And then what you'll have to contend with is like, okay, I don't actually really like you. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Right. That's the separate yeah. issue. It's, it's, you know, what comes down to, as with most things on this podcast, it's your comfort over hers. Are you going to yeah. eat shit and just do it? Or are you going to let her move on from this? Yeah. What are you going to do, baby? There you go. It's a talk with a cop. It's a talk with a cop. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. I don't know if this has been my top of the cob before, but I love an Asian pear. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you talk about them so much. I don't know. if I love them. Been. And it's a random thing. And I think most people haven't had them. And it's kind of like the shape of an apple, but the consistency of a pear. Uh, I love an Asian pear. And on Rosh Hashanah, I didn't even end. I did end up having apples and honey, but I asked someone to bring me an apple because all I had was an Asian pear. They're delicious. And they're get, they get sour toward the core, Ugh. as most people do. They're tasty. I love an Asian pear. Juicy. So juicy. And Tianfu loves them too. It's special for me too. <laughs> Your favorite video. <laughs> Uh, my top of the cob is I had like a perfect evening the other day. Really? Yes. I, my, my friend took me to dinner before we, before I leave. Which, and which evening was this? It's like a week ago. Okay. You didn't tell me that you were going out with a friend. <laughs> I went out with a friend because we needed to catch up on our Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Where'd you go to dinner? We went to this place in Los Feliz, like just this Italian. What's it called? La Parpadal. I don't know. Parpadelli? No. Popperdale? No. I don't know. It was like an Italian place in was Los Feliz. Was it Fielas. Italian? Like, okay, it was McDonald's. Yeah. No. And I got, we like split a wine. We split a salad. I had a pasta. What pasta did you have? Uh, gnocchi with fungi. Gnocchi with mushrooms? Sauce. Yes. Are you the most unworldly person? <laughs> no, I just- Are you just the whitest person? <laughs> I'm just the whitest person. Gnocchi with <laughs> a fungo. <laughs> and I had a fun dessert. What'd you have? Then watched- um, I know what you It was had. like some like- You had like, a Viennetta no, in the like freezer. A, no, it was like a cup with like cream in it and like Nutella on the top. Do you have whipped cream with Nutella? No, it was like a cream. It was like a custard. Ooh. Uh, and we sat outside. They've like- It's called a boudino. over. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. They took over this like- laundromat parking lot for all their seating. And it was like a nice night. And we watched like six episodes of Real House of Beverly Hills. And her house like, is? This is nice. Her house. She has a very nice apartment. Okay. And a projector. Yeah. yeah. Like we sat there with our pants off and we just watched. <laughs> no. 
Right. No, but it was like, it was just like, I I think it was one of my first Aww. meals out of my house in like a year and a half. Oh. So it was a big, it was a big day. I've nice. taken you for salads. Yeah, we have a nice time. No, I'm just <laughs> that is nice. A nice night is It was a nice night. My bottom of the cob is I had a show in a city recently and a relative reached out wanting tickets. And this happens. But I think six tickets for a relative that I never speak to. The last time I spoke to this relative, I had written happy birthday and they never wrote back in a text. And I think it's less the six tickets and more the text itself because it was like, hey, like trying to like, uh, I guess like trick me. <laughs> like, hey, Eliza, by the way, congratulations on your baby announcement. It was so cool to see that. I'm like, that was months ago and you never reached out. You never DM'd or texted. Yeah. Like people think relationships are made by in the moment being nice on a text, but they are fortified over time. And then in that same breath being like, would love to get six tickets six and, a couple, and a couple of VIP passes. And he's just like, at least be smart about being slick. <laughs> yeah. At least send two separate paragraphs <laughs> like in the same breath. Although you love a text trick. You love, you love to send, hey... Yeah. And then nothing. So then if I'm like, hey, you're like, can I you gotcha. help me with something? And Fine. you know I'm there. It's just me making sure you're there before. I, it's not even, I'm not trying to trick you. If, well, okay. But it's, I'm trying to, you know, it. yeah. Uh, anyways, so, and that's just a shitty thing to do. But that is sometimes how family is. I've found that people, when something is free, are like worse about it than if it's like $5. Okay. Here's another one. Mm. Another, I'm not going to say they're relatives. Not that anyone knows who they are. Um, relatives I never speak to who only hit me up to donate to a charity or for tickets. Last year, they asked for tickets to a show and we said, okay, we'll give you some. And they said, oh, I already bought tickets. I was like, let me give you VIP. And then they didn't realize that the VIP came with tickets. Like it was yeah. a VIP ticket, not just a meet and greet. Yeah. And so this relative goes, oh, let me go sell the tickets I bought. And I'm like, well, you already have tickets. Let me just give you the meet and greet. She's like, I already sold them. And I'm like, okay, all of this is a lie. You're a total schnurr. Then this time around, they asked for eight tickets and two of them are related and they aren't going with each other. Eight tickets. And when I said, you can have four, one of them said, oh, the other one's probably not even going anyway. And I'm like, so you were just going to get tickets and then sell them to your friends, you fucking pieces of shit. Do you think any of them listen to this? No. Because they're such big fans. No. But I didn't say the name. And you know what? You should know that that's really <laughs> shitty behavior. Ask for two tickets. Pick a friend and go. You can't I, even see the other people. As you're sitting in a row of four, you can't see the fourth person. I have a really hard time with like, the amount that other people are willing to ask for when it benefits them. And I'm just sitting there like, am I the idiot for not trying to take everyone for everything I can? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's because you're not garbage. But you're just like, well, maybe I should. It's like, even in in like the weirdest context of like when I go to, when I used to go to movie Q and A's and people would be like, oh, can I like have an autograph? Can I come have a picture with you? And they'd be like, all right, fine. And they do it. And then they'd be like, okay, no more of that. We're not doing that. And again, I'm like, should I have just been the monster yes. that like asked? And it's like, no, I would never do that because I'm not an animal. Sweet. And that is taking away the enjoyment from everyone else here. That was like when I was on that plane with Bon Jovi and we talked for a while. And at the end, I asked for a picture and I could tell he didn't want to do it. Oh. And I felt really, Bon Jovi, if you're listening, you're so, so hot sad. and you were so nice. And like, you were so cool to me. And then I asked for a picture and I think you were really upset about it. And I'm sorry that I did that. That's, I think about that a lot. I that's why I like I like like a convention, a book signer. I like a, a a dedicated area where I go wait in line. They know I want a picture with them. Like I never once in just talking to someone have I asked for a pic because I'm like that feels I don't know like oh I can I can do one better. We ate at a restaurant in. Milwaukee and they took us late and the owner came over. They were so nice. It's mm -hmm. called Third Coast Provisions if you live in Milwaukee. So nice. And the waitress was a huge fan, mm -hmm. but she didn't say anything, which I always, you can always say that you're a fan, but yeah, it was very sweet that she didn't and kind of very, and very professional. Yeah. And then the owner came over after. He's like, one of our waiters is a huge fan. Would it be okay? Yeah. And they sent her back over and I was like, oh my God, of course. And yeah. we had the dinner. And then at the end, Stacy goes, do you want a picture with Eliza? That's and the girl nice. was like, she was like, I really do. 
But the truth is sometimes I offer it and the worst is when they're like, no, no I'm good. I know. So I don't offer it because it's so shitty for me when a fan's like, I don't need, I don't need visual proof. But it's so nice when someone like, I remember this guy from Better Off Ted with your friend Andrea Anders. I went and I saw like this Better Off Ted like, I haven't spoken you, in years. <laughs> your best friend, Andrew Anders, like Second City thing. And I was talking to him after. He's like, oh, do you want a picture? Because I was telling him, I was like, my dad and I always watch a show. And he's like, do you want a picture to send your dad? And I was like, thank you so much. Like, it was just so nice. Yeah, but I've done this enough that sometimes you think the person does. And they're and like, like, no, I'm good. And you're like, okay, because you're in the VIP. All right. Right. Or the worst is when like a husband and wife come up and the wife gets a picture. I'm like, are you on one? He's like, no, I'm good. You're just here. You're like, uh, the act was good. You enjoyed yourself. <laughs> you had a good time. Whatever. My bottom of the cob is the 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 choreography of moving and selling your car sucks. Like being an adult oh. sucks. Changing your health insurance sucks. Like I don't know how to deal with any of it. I'm so upset. Um, a neighbor of mine really wants me to sell her my car when I get a new car. I'm getting yeah. a new car. Yeah, she doesn't want my car. She, I was like, if you need a car ASAP, because I'm not selling mine yet, I'm like, ask Emily. She's like, it's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>